Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. What up, Panther fans? You're listening to the Steve d Beat Check. That's right, it's the Beat Check. Where we mic up, we put a mic on the ground. See what's going down, Carolina. I don't know, I just said that off the top of my head, but it sounds silly now that I think about it. But each and every week, we're trying to grab a beat writer uh, to hang out with and get the inside scoop. Sadly, tonight, we had a cancelization. After a movement, after shuffling the schedule, I shuffled the schedule, Got somebody to move because we double booked, and then the person we booked didn't make it. But it's okay because uh, we got some cool things to talk about tonight. Uh, despite the the loss of the beat reporter, we actually have some interesting news, and that is we learned and heard from C.J. Henderson today uh, in his first press conference. And I gotta say, whew, tough. I don't know. Tough, tough, tough. But anyway, uh, CK, we just got out of the lab, bro. We were in the lab filming a new little piece we put together, whipped up together on the fly, and I think it's going to be a hit. Yeah, Tony Dunn, listen, we are excited to continue to put together these new shows. We think that they're going to be a lot of fun. We already have a ton of Panther faithful in the chat room. Uh, Yeah, these Wednesday nights, uh, we're going to check the Panthers beat on the C3 beat check. That's what this show is for. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of people, uh, as you've already seen, that we've been doing. We've had Joe Person. Uh, you know, We're, we're going to be getting a lot of people on this show to really tell us what they think about the Carolina Panthers, what goes into some of the questions that they ask to different players. And, uh, yeah, we had a, a last-minute cancellation, but it, it'll be all right. The C3 beat check is going to continue on. We're going to talk a little bit about C.J. Henderson. And, um, yeah, man, what a what a first interview, right? Even though we didn't really say that much, I feel like there's still a ton to say about the interview. And 
and just a ton to talk about overall, Tony. I think that might be the last interview you ever hear uh, from CJ. And <laughs> what I mean by that is I don't feel like he is going to be a dude that is begging for the mic, nor um, someone who the team is going to be hoping to trot out to the mic. And unless you're just a beat reporter who's trying to make fun of somebody who don't like to talk to reporters, <laughs> uh, then, and, and Jay Stubbs got me shook. Jay Stubbs got me <laughs> right. shook. But anyway, it, unless you're a beat reporter who is just trying to get a somebody to say something, he doesn't even say enough to say something stupid. He just repeats yeah. the question back to you. Uh, in many ways. Um, anyway, CJ Henderson, the, the storyline, let's start with him, is that um, we heard that when the Panthers made the trade, they traded Dan Arnold. We started looking to the CJ Henderson talk because of such a highly touted prospect. Many questions were asked and surfaced about why uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars would move on from him. And uh, he was even asked from that. Uh, why was he moved on so quickly from uh by the jacksonville jaguars and he basically Guess who said asked him, by the way yeah, no shocker there mr uncouth um, himself well i mean actually i think is that i i do think somebody should have asked him with all the discussion floating around about uh the urban meyer and charlie strong going to the team going to your house to make sure you're getting on the right track uh, what you know? What's to be made of that? Is that um, is there anything to this, or is this um, you know fans and and media uh, dousing fires on something to get a storyline? I, th- I think that would be a fair question to ask and let him uh, control the narrative. The problem was is that he absolutely looked like he needed a hug. Yeah, he he looked like uh, he had just been traded or something. Um, it, it, again, I, I, I sort of think that that's just his personality, to be honest, Tony. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about this guy. Um, he definitely seems like he has a somber kind of personality, but somber. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like, mean, I really mean, the dude was just like a sad, sad fellow. Like I felt like he was, if he had more creativity, I would say he should be like a blues singer at this point, man. Good yeah, job. I mean, I, I even sort of got some James Bradbury vibes from him. I mean, in, in the same fact that James Bradbury wasn't ever much of a talker, you know. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. And then again, it, it, seeing this kind of interview and seeing him look, at, you know, ostensibly bored, it doesn't lend uh, very well to the notion that he just doesn't love football. And again, these are all rumors that no one can. It doesn't lend to the notion that he does love football either. Yeah. There was nothing in that. In fact, I felt like it was like, can someone check to see if he has a pulse? (laughs) Uh, Felipe in the chat says serial killer. Um, Silent killer. Yeah. Silent killer. But then I did, I have seen, uh, yeah, here we go. Trail one says serial killer type to me. <laughs> um, and, hey, let's just hope he's a serial killer on the football field, uh, shutting down wide receivers like we're hoping, hoping that he does. Um, listen, I'm hopeful for the young man. I, I do think he just has one of those weird, awkward kind of personalities. Um, the young guy is, you know, 21, 22 years old. 
uh, you know, I, I, I can't, I hate even saying stuff like, uh, you know, it does he love football? Is it or isn't he depressed? It's like a lot of it is just conjecture anyway, stuff that we'll never be able to know. But at the same time, man, um, I, I really do think that being on this football team and how good we are right now, I mean, he can do anything that he wants to do here. He can be as good as he wants to be. C.J. Henderson is in a, an environment that should help uplift him as a football player. And I think this might be just what the doctor ordered from him. Dante Jackson apparently had already said that he's been very inquisitive. He's asking questions and that he wants to know more and be a part of the football team. So, Tony, if he has that kind of mindset, dude, I don't care if he, you know, if he looks like he's about to cry. As long as he does his he job and is, able, and is able to do so with uh, some semblance of, you know, togetherness, then I'm I'm all about it, man. He's asking questions like, "Where are the? Where's the bathroom at? Where do you come in? Where do you walk in the stadium at? I gotta go to the bathroom." Um, I would say for him is, uh, it might just be a case of having zero personality, right? You say a somber personality. Like, I mean, it wasn't. It was like uh, you got traded. He's like, "Oh, they barely knew that." Just introverted, uh, maybe just you know, or just zero, just not a lot there. And I mean, I'm not talking about intellect. I'm not trying to knock on anybody. But have you ever met somebody and they're just like not a good conversationalist? Oh, many, many say, people. Yeah, I'm not trying to say that they're done. Like that's not the point. It's just like some people have um, more personality, and some people have his personality was like on like a quaalude level, dude. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it was like you can't was, get that, it, it, the guy that you weird. want to like, um, like land the plane for you in a disaster zone. Like everybody else is freaking out, and this dude's just like, I bet he has a really low resting heart rate. Yeah, he's yeah. just he's just super calm at all times. Um, hey man, again, dude, I, I'm happy to have him. Uh, I think he's in a good position here now. Um, uh, hopefully, because of him this offense is just going to be able to pick up where it left off and, and, and keep on chugging. Shout out to 89J subs for the 199. It says, Angel to be investor. fair, he answered all, uh, he answered the question all the right way. So, yeah. He also yeah, has a right. great way of answering questions is like whatever the lead they gave him to the question because Charlotte Media is so nice, right? Charlotte Media is just nice. And I, I don't think they should be mean to this guy, like on purpose or anything. But um, the hardest question again was asked by David Newton, and it was just like, "Why do you think they moved on from you so quickly?" And that's barely even our question. But everybody else, Jonathan Alexander, just per, uh, person, all the people started their question with a leading point. Like, so how excited are you about coming from an zero and three team to a three and zero team? It's got to be refreshing to come to such a great defense or something like like that game. And so he'd just be like, yes, refreshing to be on a, a team, a new team. Um, I think I get a fresh start. Just think I get a fresh start. So look, is that, um, I think one of the things that's funny about it is that we're more excited for him to be here than he is. <laughs> yeah. By a lot. Uh, at least so, it, so it would seem, you know, I feel like he's one of those guys. It's like you want to go to like the best steakhouse to be like, sure. You want to go to yeah, and, and again, listen. Sure. I've known a lot of people like this in my life that just 
they're 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 introverted people, man. And he's not necessarily that. Um, and well, I introverted another- also just exp- means that you have a good person. You have a personality. It's just hidden. This yeah, one just seemed like no. Just- it was like just uh, nothing. It was just. I mean, I'm not saying it was just like it was zero. It was just. It's like really. It's like. And you know what else I, I think it is, here. Tony? I think cornerbacks are traditionally known as like the loud, yappy, getting into fight uh, type of position on the football team. And, and the fact that he is just so completely opposite of that, you know, it's, you know, it, it's noticeable. So I do. I, yeah, you're right. And, you know, just uh, you don't have to, um, you know, like uh, they always talk about, like how leadership displays, like just because you're in front of the mic all the time, wanting attention doesn't mean you're a good leader. Right. Some people do it through, uh, like you said, James Bradbury uh, is a great example of that. Um, I think that uh, Taylor Moten was kind of a little bit like that. And even another person that was very big like this to me was K1 Short. Arguably, Shaq Thompson was like this to, in the beginning. Uh, not to this level, though, to where it just looked like, man, um, I don't even – it was like, just give this dude a hug. It's time to be happy. You're on a 3-0 and team. The one thing that did stick out to me is that uh, – Matt Rule recently said, we just want a bunch of dogs and alpha players. And, you know, he was, who was he talking about that plays like that? JC or something like this. And I was like, man, this guy might be, I don't know if that's him. You know, like, I, you better be listening to some Rage Against the Machine. He's going to have to get him. Some people are going to be pumped up. Dante Jackson is going to be his, like, personal cheerleader. That's what it's going to have to be. He might All have right. to be. Um, I tell let's you what, move that. around the beat. How about this? Since we... Yeah. Don't have an interview tonight. Let's check out what's being said on the streets. Uh, if you got a cat scratch reader, Uter, is it Uter? Uter? Uter. Uter. Gross mat- Matos. Right? Yeah. Uh, that's how I say it. I feel like everyone has their own gross Matos or gross. I say Uter gross Matos because to me, that just kind of rolls off the tongue better. But Gross Matos, if that's how you say it. Yeah, I don't, I don't Grizz, know. I don't think I've heard him say it before. Yeah, Grizz, the cat pack guru, says, why does this matter? Well, number one, it matters because we're all excited about this corner, right? Uh, of this, this trade and this acquisition. That's one thing that matters. Number two, the Panthers are the ones who tra- trotted them all out there. And number three is every dang reporter in the world showed up for a six minute interview <laughs> today. That's yeah. the one you should have stayed with your family and just eaten dinner and just caught in the cliff notes live. And I wonder um, if you're not going to be able to ask questions since they're only given, they only gave like five questions out. I'd rather just be zooming into this joint. Maybe a lot of them were. Uh, why does it matter? Another reason is it doesn't in one sense is that somebody's personality and their play are not, um, uh, causal all the time sometimes it could be corollary but as fans I feel like all the time we're trying to get to know players like we want to know inside workings of who these people are and the irony is that sometimes when we get to know them we don't like them um, and not like so for instance Cam's like this is like uh, I love Cam but as people get to know Cam Newton uh, some people decide they wish they wouldn't so they're like i wish he would just say what he was supposed to say 
Like you want these players on one hand to have like to be honest and authentic. And then when they don't say what you want to say, you want them to be like, why can't they just be more scripted? Or uh, another one I think would be a good example of a past player, Zarek Reed. We want to get to know players all the time. And then when you get to know this player and he is outspoken politically, he is, um, you know, very vocal uh, at press conferences at all of this point about uh, what he wants to talk about. And then guess what? The fans circle back and they say, why didn't you just stick to football? So we want to get to know him till we get to know that we didn't want to know him. <laughs> and CJ Henderson, I don't know what category he's in on this one, but we're excited and we need, uh, you know, there's a lot of buzz coming around in here of, of how this could lend towards a long-term, um, you know, building of this secondary. So I think that we are fueling the questions because our optimism, our interest about the future is at stake. All right. So as we continue to go around, uh, they're reporting uh, Grossman to YGM and John Miller limited in practice today, but that means they were practicing. So um, John Miller, who has gotten beat like a drum on this offensive line a lot. um, I guess we need them no matter what, particularly because, uh, who we lose F line? Uh, it says they were li- limited. Uh, according to Joe Person, YGM limited ankle. Um, CJ Henderson full participant. Um, the other thing that's uh, has been moving around and moving and shaking on the beat is Tim Jenkins did a breakdown of Sam Darnold. Chris Jenkins? No. Oh no, Tim no, you Jenkins, mean Tim? Jenkins. Our friend. We do know our Tim. Friend. Yeah, both of our uh, friends. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of Jenkins friends. Yeah, uh, we really do. The stinking Jenkins. No, uh, Tim Jenkins, if you can check out his uh, his YouTube channel, uh, you can find his work. He is the uh, the co- the founder of Jenkins Elite Football. You can find his channel is uh, – hold on. Let me give you the name so I don't mess it up. Because it's, it's All Things Quarterback is All Things Quarterback, hosted yes. by Tim Jenkins. They, he did a Sam Darnold week three against the Houston look uh, view of, of Sam Darnold's performance and uh, was rightfully complimentary uh, of, you know, it's not a long video. He's keeping them short and just showing some things that look really good. Uh, but that pass, one of the, the ones that he highlighted, I love when the things that you just that give you the eyeball test um, prove to people who know what they're looking at. Like it verifies my position. And who, who's that guy that's been returning punts for us? Um, um, Erickson? Yeah, Erickson. Erickson. You remember Erickson, that pass that uh, Sam Darnold threw to him on like third yeah, down? Yeah, throwing out like, to his like, right. Yeah, on that little yeah. big route. Yeah, for sure. Like when, uh, when I saw that, I was like, man, that's special. Like that was like a badass. I didn't know. I thought it was Ilster who caught it at the time. I had no idea that the other guy was play, even playing. He was also um, very complimentary of DJ Moore, too. If you watch that whole video, it was making it sound like to him, uh, DJ Moore is one of the better receivers in all of the NFL. And I think he makes a point in that now that we're getting to see DJ Moore's abilities, now that he does have a quarterback with a live, a live arm throwing him the football, uh, DJ is off to one of the best starts. Uh, the very best start of his career, and that's uh, you know, that's not a surprise right now. I think Sam is continuing to play well and continuing to play better. 
I did want to clarify that we're live. I saw some people in the chat room wondering even why we were talking about C.J. Henderson and his personality. Listen, this is one of the talks of Panther Nation right now, uh, especially considering the rumors around this young man and whether or not he loves football. I'm not judging a person based off of who he is on just one measly interview. None of us know the dude. But if they already have this narrative around him that he's not very interested in playing football, once upon a time he'd even considered uh, retiring from football, even though he's only been in the NFL one year. I mean, this is the stuff that's on everybody's mind. So we're not just blowing this into a story where there isn't one. So, again, we're just talking about what's on the mouse and mind of Panther Nation. Everyone is happy and excited for CJ to be here. And we want him to be as successful as he can be. And frankly, we're all hoping that he's going to be able to come in and substitute for JC Horn, who's been absolutely shut down. So shutting people down. So we're happy for CJ and we're hoping that the Carolina Panthers are the best thing to happen to his career. You'll love to hear this. If we turn to the athletic right now on the beat is uh, Panthers. This is Joe person. Panthers still can be a playoff team, but need a better plan for Christian McCaffrey. Last night, the debate got heated on the C3 Panthers podcast about the usage of Christian McCaffrey and how uh, much we should be protecting them. Um, Panthers also, this is according to Joe person. Panthers also lost Justin Burris against the Texans. They lost J.C. Horn, and he goes on to say that um, here is this. This is McCaffrey has his own team of trainers, nutritious and the like, but Rule said the 25-year-old back has done a really good job this year of working with the Panthers trainers as well as the strengthening and conditioning staff. He said, I think we'll have a really good plan for him, quote from Matt Rule. I still don't have a great feel of the severity of, of it, what it is, They've given me a time frame, but they're still doing a bunch of different things to make sure. I think Christian will do exactly what needs to be done. I know he wants to get back out there. He'll be out there as soon as possible. Joe Person goes on to say this. The Panthers should take a page from the Saints in their handling of running back Alvin Kamara, who has never played more than 660 offensive snaps in a season since entering the league with McCaffrey in 2017. McCaffrey's averaged 917 snaps a year for his first preseason game. So Joe Person, with the caveat, says, I don't know what the number is, but this isn't the number that it should be. I don't know if I agree with this because this was a non-contact injury, and I'd also wonder, um, that's interesting, is that McCaffrey so spe- is so elite, he brought his own conditioning. He, like, he don't show up to the – conditioning room there he does his own conditioning and it does work obviously but joe person says we got to have this non-plan plan or the cmc all play plan is not the plan uh, i mean yeah listen we, you and i are kind of fundamentally disagree and i don't even know if, if we really even disagree all that much i'm just saying that with a player as important as important as christian mccaffrey and really, I don't care, you know, who the name is. If you have a part of your offense, uh, or a player rather, and so much of your offense is tethered to that person, then load management has to be a part of the conversation. And, and not, you know, having him in on all these different snaps, 
having a running back too is very important. And I think that now we're at least going to get the opportunity to see whether or not Truba Hubbard actually is that. So, uh, I mean, listen, uh, we all hope Christian McCaffrey comes back healthy and as good as new. Um, but I mean, my, my question is actually for you, but you know, it once Christian comes back from this hamstring injury, would you use Christian exactly the same way that we've been using him up, up, up to this point? Yeah. I don't know what we've really done. That's like exceptionally crazy to be honest, is that, um, I mean, they say 30, what is like the most, they had 30, you know, 30 touches one game. I mean, I don't, if, if that number's too much, then is 25 okay? Or I don't know. Is that, um, I do think that um, it was interesting that in the, the Madden simulations we did, right. That C3's done as also yeah. in the preseason, it felt like we were so pass heavy and then you came out early and we're very run heavy with Christian McCaffrey in the beginning. So I think that this time right here is that maybe a Sam, you know, Sam Darnold gets confidence, gains more confidence. Uh, the Panthers have seen that they're running, they're rushing, the run blockers aren't that great. That maybe we're just going to have to open the playbook up to be a more passing offense and that maybe that'll find a way to shelter Christian McCaffrey. The problem is, is that he's the better um you know, blocker than Chuba Hubbard is, who is a rookie. Who yeah. Ron, Ron Rivera would have never played Chuba Hubbard a snap, let alone all the snap. I'm surprised Chuba's gotten as many reps as he has, given you know he's had a fumble, he's had you know some drop passes. Uh, he's been Matt Rules called him out on missing blocks. He's he just needs to put some more weight on, right, and to get to the kind of the NFL strength level. I don't know if that's weight or just country strong. But I don't really know what else to do, right? I mean, like, what else do you do? Do you – I don't know if four snaps is going to make a difference, you know? It's, yeah, I mean, I guess it's – You know, that that does take it down 10%, right? Like, it, if you're getting 30 reps and you go four or less reps, that's 10% load management. Yeah, I mean, especially, like, if you're up a touchdown or two in the third or fourth quarter – yeah, give CMC a break. Get the running back two in there. Early on, uh, especially when you're trying to put points on the board, yeah, be Christian McCaffrey heavy and, and use him in all of his different assets and all the skill set that he has and, and let that man play. I understand that completely. Um, I just want to be able to have Christian McCaffrey for the playoffs. Uh, I want this man to be 100% healthy and, and ready to go considering we make it that far and I'm 100% in believement that we will. So, uh, dude, I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I feel like people have this idea that I'm, like, somehow anti-Christian McCaffrey. I'm not, dude. I love Christian as a player. I'm just concerned about his injury history, and I'm hoping and I'm worrisome that that's going to continue to catch up with him. I hope I'm wrong because I want Christian McCaffrey to help us win the Super Bowl, damn it. Yeah, um, I think the best, um, I think that all things have to be looked at just in more than like blanket statements. And that's why when Josh Klein came on here and said, um, in that final drive when you're up and you're not going to lose the game, that's when I have an issue of them using Christian McCaffrey. Sure. And that's the art, those arguments resonate 
right? Is that, is that when and how, if you can find ways to give him less, you know, a carry, um, what four less carries in a game that you are potentially that you're losing that you could potentially win is not the load management I want. Uh, four or ten less carries in a game that you're winning uh, handily uh, with a defense that's holding them, uh, you know, in check is the game that I think we can start thinking about those types of things. So I I I, I like that. I just uh, you want your play your best players to play. That but you know Christian McCaffrey has been the it's like a problem for uh, offensive coordinators and no one's been able to crack the code yet because he's like the best player, right? He's like your super player on the, on the team. And so no offensive coordinator wants to take the guy off the field. Every single one of them has said, yeah, yeah. we got to try to get a rotation in every single offensive coordinator we've had has said, yeah, we got to do this. We got to, we got to make sure we're doing the right things to protect our player. And then everybody just trots them out every play. Yeah. They say it, but they have no feeds. real intention of right. sticking with it. Yeah. And it's kind of frustrating too. And I think, uh, you know, again, we don't want to rehash old stuff, but dating back to, uh, you know, Cam Newton and how his injury was handled. Uh, and, and even to a lesser extent, Greg Olson, it, you know, it, it's like at, at what point are we trotting players out there uh, to potentially do more damage to themselves, you know, and uh, especially running back, which doesn't tend to have very long careers anyway. Um, so, it, again, this is going to be something that they're going to have to grow and adapt with. And, uh, again, I don't want to be a broken record, but – the blessing in disguise that this represents is very real because now Joe Brady is going to be able to see what they can do on offense without him, open up that playbook. And then once Christian McCaffrey comes back, you're going to have to manage that again, you know, getting him involved, but making sure everybody is getting their fair share of touches. Uh, I'll say this, no matter if we do or don't have Christian McCaffrey, our offensive line has to be a whole lot better than it has been. True that. Um, I have one more point I was going to... Oh, you know, as it does seem like uh, Brady after week one, because there was a lot of criticism after week one about how much Christian McCaffrey was used. You know, it was like 30 touches. 30, this is crazy. If you use this pace right here for the rest of the year, it's going to be insane. And then the next week, they came out and started putting Chuba Hubbard in a lot, or more, right? So it seemed like they were trying to find... You know, they've been forcing Hubbard in there when he hasn't even been that great. Um, maybe he's a rhythm back. Maybe he just needs experience. Um, I heard uh, someone talking about that he's playing too fast, potentially, Hubbard. And, you know, is that he's trying so hard to make a play. That's why he's dropping the ball. You know, he's almost got anxious and some things. And you know that the game is too is very fast for rookies. And it'll start, hopefully it slows down. Like to see him take a step forward or, or really give um, be some exciting, you know, carry the load a little bit because losing Mike Davis um, did create this kind of vacuum here in case Christian McCaffrey went down in my keeper fantasy football league. The only way to win this league is to get stars late in the, late in the game that you're going to use in the years to come. So I'm always trying to draft people in these back rounds that could be something in the future. Terrace Marshall Jr. grabbed him. Um, Trey, Trey Lance grabbed him in the late rounds. Um, but another was Chuba Hubbard. But this was almost a handcuff pick since we had no other running backs. 
in case Christian McCaffrey went down. And guess what? I'm starting Chuba Hubbard this week in my fantasy football league because Josh Jacobs is injured and I need a guy uh, that's going to get the reps. So I hope that he can answer the challenge. I don't know if I'm that worried about Dallas when it comes to their their defense. I feel like all of a sudden their defense, now they did uh, hold the Chargers pretty well. They did. Um, the Bucks. they had a shootout with the Bucks. Um, you know, Philly, I don't know what to make of them, really. You know, is that they could barely beat Atlanta. Yeah, and apparently the Cowboys have a very good record against division opponents, uh, especially under Dak Prescott, too. So I don't think that that matchup on Monday night tells us a ton about the Dallas Cowboys. Um, going back to Trooper Hubbard, listen, Tony, how cool would it be if we had Christian McCaffrey and we knew that we had a serviceable young RB number two. I, I mean, I, I've always been a big proponent of never fully judging uh, a player off of their rookie season because there have been a number of cases where sometimes players will go the first two or three years, you know, with not without doing much in their career and then to find that spark that ultimately turns it on. Hopefully it won't be that long for Chuba. I think he has some rookie growing pains. But, I mean, listen, if you've seen the man and his college highlights and what he was able to do at Oklahoma State, the man is a powerful runner. He doesn't typically go down at first contact. And, uh, you know, he needs to get better catching passes. But uh, I think that he, he couldn't get that. Fourth. that I was time. pissed, man. He, he couldn't get that fourth down conversion in the Houston game. And you got to wonder why they didn't put the bigger back in Royce, uh, Royce Freeman uh, in that spot. But the offensive line, I felt like created a big hole on fourth and one. Um, and now the Texans, it could have been, I'm, I would love to hear from an offensive lineman or someone who knew more about the technique of football and like what you're trying to accomplish in those situations. Because uh, to me, it looked like, Hey, the offensive line pushed all the uh, def- front line defenders of of the Texans right and they created this gap now the Texans did a great job the linebackers did a great job of funneling into this gap like two guys come in there to meet Hubbard so he but he's trying to at that point you're trying to gain ahead of steam and bring contact to those guys and win the contact battle I would think is how it goes um he was on he wasn't able to do that and he has it he's like like you said he's a strong runner but that was at the collegiate level um, at this level, you know, that country strong, that, that NFL strong is, you know, might take a little time to get there. But like you said, of not judging a player too early. Yeah, I don't want to, uh, I think the Panthers have shown their commitment as kid a lot. I'm, I'm not used to a squad that, uh, a coaching staff that does this, that went and draft their guys and believes in them so much, they're going to keep putting them in no matter what. Right. It's like the yeah. coaching staff we're used to is a guy that drafts people and then doesn't ever put them in. They put them in, they don't do well, and they never put them in again. Um, but what happened to guys like, I mean, if we don't judge someone by their first year, like, what about Jordan Scarlett? Where the heck is that dude at? Like, I mean, uh, I always felt like we gave up on him too easy. I wanted to see more from him, and we never got the opportunity to do so. Um, so, Again, we can go back to what was your man's name, Cameron Artist Payne, yeah, who you know dude. you have always felt never got his fair shake either. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just hoping that Chuba is able to take that next step, man. I know everyone wants all of our rookies to come out 
and be an all-star right away. And that's just, it's not true for everyone. But Chuba has a really good opportunity in front of him. Now here, doesn't he? Uh, an opportunity. Well, you to gotta. Really... These are the moments, man, that make stars in the NFL, right? Is that yeah. the, for instance, like a uh, Jordan Scarlett was given one training camp in like one game to prove himself, and he was like a fourth round pick. Imagine being an undrafted kid. Like you get like three plays. Like that's where you got to give the credit to the Zilstras and guys like this. Somehow they've made an impression. In such a small sample set, Demir Bird is, again, another guy like this. This kid makes it on every team he goes to, right? The Panthers gave him shots, he made it. Patriots gave him shots, he made it. Bears gave him shots, made it, right? Like, I mean, he's just everywhere. Now, he doesn't stick yeah. with anybody too long because he's always the bubble player. But the opportunity is so – the window so small. And right now, um, Hubbard got a window that, that someone opened it for him bigger than it was supposed to be open right now. Like you can either climb through or fall out and he needs to climb through that window because really he thought this is probably, he's going to be sitting a whole year behind Chris McCaffrey getting 99% of the snaps. I ain't going to do squat till next year. <laughs> yeah, really? Uh, um, so, I mean, listen, right. we're, we're going to need him too, big time uh, in these next, next few weeks. All right, if you go to over to Cat Crave right now, the uh, story up by Dean Jones. Uh, Dean Jones doing good work at Cat Crave. They have brought back um, a lot of content under his leadership, editorial leadership. I tell you, though, Dean Jones loves the dang list story. I hate a list story. You got to click with the next page, the next page, the next page. But here is four ways that the Carolina Panthers quarterback, Sam Darnold, can hurt the Cowboys in week one. Um Number, I guess this would be number one. Sam Darnold must get Robbie Anderson involved, right? Uh, we in our in our little upcoming video that you guys will see have had a conversation about DJ Moore versus CD CD Lamb, and uh, right now these guys are both slated to the prop bets for CD Lamb seventy nine and a half yards receiving, and Robbie Anderson. I mean uh, DJ Moore. 79 and a 78 and a half receiving yards. Both of these guys are slated by the bookies to get the most action. Robbie Anderson, who got a ton of action last year, who became a possession receiver with a quarterback that couldn't throw downfield has kind of fallen back into his role of the deep threat guy um, and um, of getting two or three catches a game. He's going to get big yards maybe on one of those catches if they connect, but right now Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson have not been able to connect downfield all that much. And it seems like the rapport is more so with DJ Moore, more with more. So right now is uh, Dean Jones is saying it's time to diversify this offense, particularly in the wake of Christian McCaffrey. I would guess he's going to say something to that effect there. So that's number uh, one way. Number two, must trust his tight ends. And that trust is going to be a lot of uh, don't be trembling. Make them be trembling. Tommy Trembling going to get a big opportunity. Uh, the next one is that Sam Darnold must use his athleticism. You know, going back, um, one of the big, big plays that kind of stunk was that big run that he had that was called back, a 38-yard run. That was really going to put a dagger uh, in the Texans a little bit earlier 
So you use that athleticism. His off-platform throws have been pretty good. And the last one is Sam Darnold must avoid silly mistakes. Out of those four, Robbie Anderson getting involved, uh, avoiding silly mistakes, getting uh, trusting in your tight ends, and using your athleticism, what speaks to you out of that list? You know, I really like uh, using the athleticism. Uh, right now, I do believe Sam Darnold is actually tied for the most rushing touchdowns in the NFL right now, which is a, a, a weird stat in and of itself. But listen, people forget that Sam Darnold is six foot four, 220 plus pounds, and he is an athletic quarterback. And, you know, especially in goal line scenarios where you're able to have the threat of the quarterback run, it just makes the offense all the more dynamic. Um, I really do think getting Sam more involved in the run game, especially now that we don't have Christian McCaffrey out there, uh, that might be what this offense needs, especially when the offensive line isn't playing so well. Move Sam out of the pocket, let him run the football a little bit, and, yeah, really take advantage of that athleticism. And I really do, to their credit, think that they have been trying to make a concerted effort to do that. You're listening to the C3 Beat Check, uh, where on Wednesday nights we're going to get together, um, catch up with a beat writer, and check out what's uh, what the word is on the streets. Tonight we had a little scheduling problem with our guest at the last second, so we are putting our ear to the ground right now and finding out the news on those streets. Here's another list story from you, from uh, old Dean Jones, and that is five players whose stock is soaring at this point. Daquan Jones is one. DJ Moore is another. Dante Jackson is number three. Sam Darnold is number four. And my favorite, I'm going to take the lead on this conversation. His stock isn't soaring because it's all, well, I guess it is soaring. It's the ultimate soaring. It's stratospheric. Hassan Reddick here, baby. Hassan Reddick. I mean, it's not like he's been ascending. Like Sam Darnold's kind of ascending at this point. Dante Jackson, I feel like, is playing better and better, a little bit better each week. I mean, but he started out hot too. Daquan Jones is busting onto the scene. Um, DJ Moore's just doing what DJ Moore has always done at this point. Yeah. Son Reddick was the question was, was he a flash in the pan at Arizona or is he the real deal? And he bet on himself, folks, this year. He took a one-year deal with the Carolina Panthers because he believed that they had some talent here, but I think he believed in Coach Rule and he believed in Phil Snow that they would know how to use him in the best capacity, unlike the Arizona Cardinals who kept trying to make him a, a like an outside linebacker more so, even though there's, he's a pass rusher, and that's what he says. I'm supposed to go after the quarterback. That's what he wants to do, um, and he has been doing that. Four and a half sacks already on the year. Um, you know, you could almost have a discussion who is who has had a better season at this point between Brian Burns and Hassan Reddick. And I think if you flip that question on one, I think the answer to that question is Hassan Reddick there. But I think if you flip or tweak the question a little bit is who's been more important to the Panthers defensive success, I might flip that question to Brian Burns and saying some of Reddick's success has come from Burns's contribution. I'm not sure either way, Hassan Reddick, pay that man, put him with Brian Burns. Let's get that quarterback. His stock is stratospheric to me. 
Yeah, and listen, uh, it doesn't hurt to have a dynamic duo, man. Uh, two partners in crime on the edges. It, it, it helps both each other out to have a tandem like that. They're meeting each other at the quarterback. I think it's not a coincidence that Brian Burns is off to his best start after he has Hassan Reddick join him this year, and now he's on the other side of the line. Uh, you know, I think a lot of their success this season is uh, inevitably tied to one another. And I really do feel like Hassan Reddick is a perfect fit on our football team, fast, athletic, aggressive, uh, you, you know, and I think Brian Burns continues to take that next step. Tony, I keep on mentioning this idea of just getting better. Every time you step on the field, be better than the last time that we saw you. And just looking at the film from all the players that we're talking that we talking about, year after year, you see them add more moves to their arsenal, step it up a little bit further every time. Brian Burns looks to be an absolute superstar in the making. And Hassan Reddick is going to play a large part in that happening. And yeah, I do agree with you. I would love to see Hassan Reddick come back on, a, on another deal. Man, between him and Dante, DJ Moore, Brian Burns. A lot of guys. We're, we're going to have some people to pay to this offseason. A lot of paychecks to cut. Right. Yep. Uh, the accounting department. They're going to, we're going to have to bring in the dang cap guy from the Saints to help us figure out how to do this. I think Brian Burns is, um, I think Brian Burns is pivotal. And uh, I think it's a lot better to pay Hassan Reddick than it would be to pay Dante Jackson personally. I don't know if you had to do it either or. Um, and then DJ Moore is, is pretty critical at this moment, uh, given how much we've used him, right? Is that you could say that receivers may be more easily replaced in certain positions. But right now, it's hard to replace the productivity and the re reliability of DJ Moore. If he could get into the end zone a little bit more, that would be amazing. Um, sure. Right now, I think that's about all the stories on the beat, uh, Cody, that are worth talking about. I did want to plug um, the show. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna throw it up tonight. Yeah, do it. For I sure. think I'm gonna throw it up uh, tonight. We, Cody and I, right before we came on here, recorded a new segment that we're gonna be trying to roll out, and that is the C3. We're gonna all these the the title, the format, all a little working. But I thought we had a great first night, a great prototype to, to build from the C3 Debate My Take, where it's a debate show between Cody Lashney and Tony Dunn, where we really go after it. Two guys with great hair, great personalities, great takes, but not everybody can be a winner. Cody Lashney sometimes is going to be the loser, like he was tonight. Nah. Uh, anyway, we're going to drop this video yeah, where we got. That's not true. <laughs> we got some cool actually let's tease the topics here sure. this is what we debated tonight we had who's going to have a bigger game dj moore or cd lamb uh cd lamb uh Ooh. what was next on the docket Ooh, i like this next one this yeah, was a comeback player of the year sam darnold or dak prescott yeah that was a fun one man that was a fun one. then we went after and we debated what the best bet or what the bet was to place on the Panthers four and a half dogs or an over under at 50 and a half. And then the last segment was help me out. Oh, this was uh, a fun one too. It was who should the Panthers who should not be ranked ahead of the Panthers. Um, the San Francisco 49ers, the Las Vegas Raiders or the Denver Broncos. 
and we all had a, our unique take on on who that should be. So you guys, you guys look out for uh, C three debate my take. That I'm going to drop it right after this. Man, I appreciate everybody in the uh, in the chat room. How about this? Is 80 people up in here right away on short notice? And every time I can move, the, I can move the dang show to eight to nine to seven thirty. These mugs, they're reliable. They're like DJ Moore, reliable in the chat, man. I love their support, and you know who else is reliable? My co-host Cody Lashney. Thanks for hanging out with me, my man. Man, you know I love it, man, hanging out with you and these awesome Panther fans in the YouTube chat, man. Dude, I live for this. The Panthers have never been better than they are right now. Hit that like button if you haven't done so already. Like my man Panther Rule says. And, yeah, find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. And, uh, yeah, keep your eyes peeled to the channel for the C3 debate my take coming to your eyes uh here shortly hit that so like you guys also on the tuesday night uh tuesday night show be a great time to uh, put out suggestions for debate topics as we go forward on top of that i want to thank everybody for like cody said uh subscribing to the show our subscribers have been climbing tremendously over the last couple of weeks we can get bigger though folks so i know it's a small all you got to do is hit subscribe it's free today and it's free tomorrow it doesn't cost you anything uh, we're all also on an audio version of this podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and you can always find us on Twitter. I'm at cat underscore chronicles. Cody, you're at? Yeah, at Cody Lax, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Hit me up. And there's a great conversation going on in Discord at all times. You guys make sure you check that out. Don't forget the flagship show is on Tuesday night at 9 p.m. C3 Panthers podcast. The Friday free-for-all show led by Cody Lashney and a, uh, a an amazing group of Panther fans that um, always show up and always For keep sure. on it. And then this week we're going to have a dope-ass post-game show when we whoop those damn Cowboys' ass. I'm telling you. I love it, man. It's gonna I love great. it. I'm ready to do it, man. Pumped. All right. Good night tonight. Let's get out of here before we take a, you know what? We're trying to condense some things, segment some things. Let's go enjoy the rest of our evening, folks. Have a good night. and Thanks for supporting us. Keep pounding. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.